I am live. This is a special edition of Strategy Talks. I can't wait for you to see what we have in store. I've got not one, not two, but three guests with me. So if you're ready, let's go. We're going to talk about 2023 and what's coming up in 2024 for marketers, business owners, entrepreneurs, everything that we've seen and that we're hoping to see in 2024. Let's do this. Strategy Talks. Strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Now, here's your host. Read more in Van Dam. And here I am. Let's go bring on stage today's guests for the last edition of 2023. We have Sarah Monroe, Lisa Danforth, and Kristen Dokus. How are you, ladies? Hello. Good morning. Hello. Fantastic. Hello. I'm so excited you're here. I was wanting to do something special. And who better to look back 2023 with, with some of the people that we spent time together mm -hmm. in 2023. Sarah and Kristen, we went to Social Media Marketing World together. Mm -hmm. Lisa, you and I have spent time in Burlington, um, masterminding. So I'm just so excited that you're here. And we're going to be talking about what we saw in 2023 first, but then we're also going to talk about what we think might be happening in 2024. But before we do, would each of you take like maybe 30 seconds to a minute, introduce yourself so our audience knows who you are. And, and I be, actually, before we do that, just wanna welcome you. If you're here, we're gonna um, have questions for you. And if you have questions for us, you know, let us know. Um, and then if you're listening to this as a podcast, I just wanna make sure that um, you are welcomed here as well. I know we're doing this as a live show with video, but if you're listening to this as a podcast, we know that you're there and we appreciate you listening. So ladies, um, introduce yourself. I'll start, I'll jump right in. I am okay. Sarah Monroe. Um, I am a travel buddy of Doreen's, which was one of my most fun things to do in 2023. And um, I'm basically a communications director for hire as part of my consultancy. I do digital marketing, um, communications, PR, event planning. And then I also work with 10 amazing organizations in Vermont that are helping entrepreneurs who have traditionally been left out of economic development services to start and grow businesses. That's awesome. How about you, Lisa? You'll go next. All right. So I met Doreen at a social media um, conference, digital marketing conference, which I was super excited in Maine, and we've stayed connected ever since. I am a leadership coach and a work-life well-being strategist, and I also just opened my sixth business, which I can't believe, which is an alcohol-free bar service and pop-up bottle shop. So Yay. really excited to chat Yay. about that. The, inclusion and whatnot. Exactly. Kristen. And I'm Kristen Dokus. I am a social media, digital marketing, long time, 15 year plus time. Sometimes I think it's time to sell t-shirts on the beach with all the changes <laughs> going on in the world. 
Um, Dorian and I've known each other for a very long time. I think we're up in double digits now. And mm -hmm. uh, it's been a crazy, crazy year. So excited that it's the end of the year. Looking forward to about 10 days. I'm hoping if I can get everything done here in the next couple of days of uh, radio silence, kind of like I, what I just did. So glad to be here. Yeah. So let's talk about that, Kristen. Um, it's been a tough year for some of us. Um, if you're in marketing, we've seen a lot of you put that green banner up, you know, open for work. A lot of people have been let go, those in corporate. Um, we know the big companies, but there's also smaller companies that have had to downsize. And um, quite a few people are looking for jobs. Um, things have changed. People have been fearful, I think, because of AI. Um, what have you seen, Sarah? What have you seen in, in, in 2023? Absolutely. I think we have to recognize that there is a collective trauma going on with everything that's happening around the world where we may feel isolated in North America. It's happening to us. Um, and we also, we have our own issues in North America too that we are, are working with. And I think that has had sort of a blanket effect on marketing in and trying to come up with ideas and be creative and think of things, which is why AI has um, been a helpful source. We're gonna talk more about that, so I won't touch on that too much. Um, but it's also been really hard to keep things, um, keep things straight, right? Because there's so much disinformation and AI is great as, as it is, it is generating and amplifying mistakes and, um, mislabeling photos and things like that. So there's there's all of this information overload going on as well. And at the same time, record-breaking business starts. So um, thousands and th hundreds of thousands of um, new businesses started in just the United States this year. And I think it's really an impact. People who've been laid off, they need to start something on their own terms. Um, they are uh, necessary entrepreneurs where um, things haven't been working for them and they've started new businesses. So um, I, that's my, my, my thoughts about 2023. And I'll pass it off to Lisa. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. I, I'm with you. There has been a lot going on. And I would say as a business coach, a lot of many of my clients have struggled. A lot of people that I've talked to for some reason that, you know, they, they anticipated a 10%, 20% growth and was actually 10 or 20% lower than what they were looking for. So there's been a lot of struggle with that. I've been finding a lot of people just doubling down and not making the strides that they want to. Um, but there's still a lot of hope. There's a, the solopreneurs are really working hard getting things out there. And like Sarah was saying with the, with the AI, that's definitely helping them take a little bit off from their plate to be able to produce more in less time. Um, there's a lot of opportunity and I'm super excited for what 2024 has to bring. Yeah, Lisa, before we move to Kristen, tell us that this is a good time to jump in. You started a non-alcoholic mobile <laughs> bar. Now, article LinkedIn actually prompted me to comment on an article and the gist of it was and I know you read it too that there's more and more companies that are realizing that they needed to be more inclusive especially during the holidays and celebrations and so they instead of having uh, you know, a holiday party where everybody drinks with an open bar, they're offering other opportunities to get together, like 
you know, learn how to make guacamole or crocheting or an activity, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the alcohol is literally off the table. Now this is, and, and what that does, it makes a party like that more inclusive because yes. there's plenty of people who don't want to drink or want to be around mm -hmm. alcohol. And that's what Christmas parties or holiday parties have been. Is that one of the many reasons that you started Tonic? It is one of the many reasons, and it's about um, inclusivity, right? Having the opportunity for everyone to have a beautiful, delicious adult beverage. But it's also about building community. What I found is that a lot of people, whether it's corporate or individuals, want to cut back. They don't want to drink as much, but they feel like they're going to be removing themselves from their community. And there's this loneliness piece that comes up. And when we go to events, whether it's corporate events or just out with our friends, it puts us in a predicament if we don't have the opportunity. We have a club soda and a cranberry, you know, and I was just talking with a rep from a non-alcoholic company who said he went to a company party recently, was waiting in line to go and get a drink and said, what do you have that's non-alcoholic? And they pointed him to the water uh, station and he had to walk around with a plastic water bottle. Well, there's nothing like that that says, hey, you know, what, what's going on? And unfortunately, in our universe these days, if uh, if you're not drinking, that's often somebody's like, oh, what's going on? It's the only thing that uh, that is there's something wrong with us if we're not participating. So it's a lot about community. And like you were saying with the corporations, building that experience, building the community rather than focusing on the alcohol itself. It's been a big, big boost. All right. That's awesome. Kristen, I want to talk to you about AI tools, what we've seen this year. You, more than anybody else that I know in the digital social media space. You were using a tool called Jasper. Mm -hmm. um, it's been around for a while, but you were using that. You were telling us about it before ChatGPT came around. I know I fiddled around with it for a little bit and then I'm like, I don't know, but you have been a proponent of this right from the start. What are the changes? Because ChatGPT just celebrated its first birthday. Oh, wow. What have you seen with the rise of that craziness? Um, people so, misusing yeah. it like what yeah. what have you seen in that in 2023 so i've seen the gamut of everything yeah i've been using jasper for about two years now so it was kind of funny when everybody started talking about chat gpt i'm like looking around going <laughs> where have you guys been i'm mean, like you know because it just once i discovered it um it became such a helpful tool tool right um, to help me because I have to generate a lot of content. And one of the biggest reasons I started using it was a particular client I've had for over for about 10 years. Right. And it, after a while, it becomes really challenging to say something different about the same thing that you've been saying for 10 years. Right. And so <clears throat> it, and the change in the technology um, has been unbelievable. Right. Um, and I have seen, it's been pretty much a good, a, a, a divide. You've got your people who love it. Um, and your people who are absolutely terrified of it. And they're all in the whole, it's going to take my job thing, which my, um, the kind of, uh, comparison I've used is when Excel spreadsheets were create, you know, came into the scene, it didn't take away bookkeepers and accountants, right? It just helped make their job easier. And that's how, uh, folks should look at AI. And it is, again, I go back to the most stress thing is it's a tool. If you are just going to grind information through whatever, you know, cause everybody has it now, every platform you use, um, you know, MailChimp's got it, 
um, uh, uh, Grammarly has it. Every, every single thing has it now. And if you're going to do it and just plop it, copy, co uh, copy and paste, that is going to be the one, those are going to be the people and the marketers that suffer from it. So you mm -hmm. still have to have that human component from it. I'm a little, I want to go back to the whole hiring thing real quick. Um, the companies, there are a lot of companies that, that are smaller, that maybe they run with a one person, um, marketing person, you know, if they, and marketing is always the first to go. It, it's just, you know, it's been that way. Since it's sad. It's sad because it, it, it really is. Well, typically because your leaders are more thing. It, well, it is because usually your leaders are sales focused, right? And they don't see the law. Like you said, it's short sighted. They don't see the long game, right? So they're like, oh, well, we've got AI now. So whatever Becky was doing, we can just throw it into chat GPT and do just as good of a job. And that's why you're starting to see some of these memes of things that come out. Um, I haven't fully embraced the image AI, um, I guess just because I'm not a fan of my people having six fingers and, you know, double jointed. I think there's a uh, lot that's more. Changed. That's the change. <laughs> hey, Sarah, Sarah, I know yeah. you were, you had your hand raised in the green room here. What, what do you have yeah. to add to this? Because I know I, you have some thoughts. Well, not all AI is created equal, is what I'll say. And Kristen has been using a great product. You know, Jasper's been around for a while. Um, and as people start to think, oh, this this brand new world, the machines are ruling us. The machines have been have been doing this for a decade, right? We have been in the AI generation for a very long time. We're just calling it something different right now. And I have to say, I am a hundred percent a Google Bard fan now because isn't that changing me, though it's 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 changed i i i was trying to show some people how it worked in october and it wasn't working at all and i went back in last week and it is working and okay. it is working so fantastically because what google bard does is first of all it's the live web right? So you're getting um, all the most current information as you put in your prompts, but it's also giving you citations. So you can go to those websites that um, where the sources came from for some of that content that that Google produced for you. And you could, if you really wanted to be a great inclusive marketer, right, you could reference them too, give them some backlink traffic, and maybe they would give you some love too. Mm -hmm. So Google mm -hmm. Bard, with all of the citations that it's giving, it's almost like a librarian helping you, a reference librarian helping you, and you've got all of the documentation to, to cite. I think Google Bard is great, and it's going to be I a just game changer. I went to Google Bart for the first time in a while um, Sunday night. Um, I was working on a logo. I'm this is a premiere. I'm doing a solo podcast starting next year, and I was working on logo ideas. I just wanted ideas, and my daughter um, is in the software engineering space, and she's like, "Let's try Google Bart," and they came up with some great ideas. We ended up creating it on our own in our own, you know, create. You know, we 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 created our own logo, but it gave us some visual ideas and you're right it, it's you know these are the sources this is where it's coming from pulling from it was a very mm -hmm. different experience than chat gpt um and uh, uh, frankly much nicer so mm -hmm. i agree with you if you're watching this and you haven't tried google bard go try it it's really changed i want to shift before we go to 2024 i want to kind of shift to focus on some marketing campaigns and some ideas um actually before we do that let's talk about x 
and threads. Anybody have anything to say about that? Sarah, in the green room, you were shouting really loudly about Max. Let's hear it. I love thread. Okay, I'm going to start positive. I love threads. As a woman on the internet, threads is, is just... I somehow got into this community of women following women and it is so positive. It is, it's just phenomenal. Right. And, um, hashtags. Well, if you put in a hashtag, put in the pound sign, um, threads just makes it into a search term. So it's, it's, it's constantly evolving. It's a lot of fun. I have to say, I work in the, I've worked in the gender equity space for nine years. I gave up Twitter at least three years ago. Um, I'm barely on it. I only go on it when I'm at a conference that, you know, gives out prizes if you tweet enough kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it's it's devolved so much. And I also believe strongly in the company you keep as a business. And so if you are supporting a business that doesn't have practices that align with your values, um, then perhaps not use it. Okay. Yeah. I would have to say none of my clients are left on Twitter. None. Mm -hmm. They don't, they have their accounts, but they don't want me to post anything on Twitter. Every yeah. single one, and especially nonprofits. They're like, that's too controversial. So yeah. how about any of you? Are you still using Lisa, Kristen still using it? I have not used Twitter for at least three or four years. I worked really hard at the beginning of my coaching business to get it all built up. And it's just, for me, it just wasn't a platform that felt great. But then now, mm -hmm. especially with X, excuse me, not Twitter, X, um, it's, it's, I've been avoiding it basically. And as far as threads goes, Sarah, you've totally intrigued me with what you were just talking about because I've been like, no, I don't need another distraction. Like there's just too much. Um, so it's definitely, especially as a, as a coach, I work with people on habits and boundaries and prioritization and all of that. One more thing that diverts our attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's hard, but now you've absolutely intrigued me, Sarah. So thank you for that. Twitter was always my favorite. I have proclaimed that for for years. <clears throat> I stopped putting my clients on it about three years ago, and I stopped using it when they took my blue check. Uh. And I and I refuse to call it X. It's Twitter, um, and it's ju it's just a cesspool. So it's just I yeah. don't use it anymore. Threads I use for the first week. Um, I, and I'm kind of in the, I just, you know, I don't have the time to devote I, and I don't want to take the time to devote to it. Um, for me, I wouldn't use, I'd use it for personal use. Honestly. Um, I would not use it necessarily. I have, you know, I'd rather, you know, spend time on TikTok. I'd rather spend time in other areas than, you know, threads. So I may revisit that. I don't know. I still have it. Um, I'm just, so I think a lot of us see. still have it, right? A lot of us still have it and we're like, yeah, maybe it'll come back. You know, it's kind of silly to delete it and, and then it's, have to, you know. It's buried in, so I don't even know what folder it is on my phone at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I have to ask the three of you, aren't you seeing little, just a little ticker of threads to try to get you in there? I've noticed yeah. that they've been, I've on seen Instagram. it on Instagram for a long time, yeah. but I've been seeing it on, I haven't been on Facebook much, um, but I'm starting to see it on Facebook. That'll get that little, Hey, well, what's for, happening on threads? For 
those watching in Europe, it just came out last week for yeah. Europeans. So now they're all gung ho. So it was a whole new group, millions mm -hmm. of people coming into threats because they finally got access. So, and it's kind of interesting because now, like you said, some of the communities are set up, but you'll get new people joining, trying to figure it all out and getting really active. So that's probably what you're seeing is that at the same time as allowing the people in Europe to, to come in, they're also um, pushing it to everybody else to say, hey, you know, come and do this. So let's let's wrap it up for this year. We've got maybe another 10 minutes and then we'll go to 2024. But what are some cool marketing campaigns that we saw in 2023 or some trends that we saw? Kristen, yes. <laughs> Hands Hello. down, the best marketing campaign I have seen, and it just came out here in the past month, was the Snoop Dogg for the um, for the uh, fireless fire pit. So, did you guys not see it? <laughs> no, tell us about so, it. We'll have to go Snoop, find it. Yeah, so Snoop drops a um, post that says, "You know, I need you to respect my." Snoop's known. I mean, he's he's a smoker, right? So he's a big pothead. And so it came out that he was going to quit smoking. And I remember looking at it going, that's his identity. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. And I was like, there's something. And then like three or four days later, and I can't, it's the, it's that round um, smokeless, uh, uh, smokeless fire pit. That's every, I can't remember the name of it, which I know what it is. Hello, but I can't remember the Hello stove. Yes, yes. Yep. And then, you know, it, then the like three or four days later, and he'd like drop different posts that would be like, I need you to respect my privacy. My family supports me on this. So like Snoop was all in. And then the big reveal was, you know, he's like, he goes, I'm not the only one that's, you know, who's gone smokeless. And then, then the whole thing comes out. And it was just ah. like, and I, so it was just, and everybody was like, oh my God, that was like the best camp. I have to admit, it was probably the best one I've seen this year, just because they tapped into a, that's a young audience. So they caught the attention of your Gen Z and, you know, younger millennials. So that was, you know, so these, these are companies that are starting to recognize where the buying power um, is, but sure. it also resonates with Gen X because Snoop is in our, you know, generation. Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my I'll have to go look. I'm, I'm going to be like, I won't do it now because I'm hosting, but I'll be going to check it out for sure. Um, how about you, Sarah? Did you see anything cool? Well, we can't not talk about Barbie, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have to say, it's more of a trend than just one campaign. And that is that women have very much been centered um, this year and women of color too. And what's great is that we see all these huge campaigns, these big companies are doing these great big things. And how does that translate to the 98% of businesses that are small businesses that are less than a hundred people, right? How do you manage to do these great things? And part of that is the energy of your fan base, right? That's what we saw with the Swifties, with the Barbie movie, with Beyonce, was the fans were generating the content and spreading it. And so how do we capture that lightning um, as small businesses? But getting back to Barbie, um, it was great that they highlighted all of the characters that, yes, Margot Robbie and um, Ryan Gosling were the stars of the show. And of course, 
um, the director, writer, producer, Greta Gerwig, um, were front and center, but they always centered their, their interviews back to women. And I thought that was just a wonderful time in alignment with where we are in the world of elevating women's voices. All right. How about you, Lisa? Same. I think Barbie has been a huge one. It's really brought community. It's brought voice to women. It's just really started a different dialogue or augmented the dialogue that's been going on. I think that was just phenomenal. And I actually avoided going and watching it for the first bit. I'm like, oh my God, Barbie, everything's pink. But it was really good. It was amazing. And the second thing for me is really the dry January and the sober October is just seeing mm -hmm. the, the momentum, that snowball effect for each one of those, getting the word out there has just been so wonderful to see more and more marketing campaigns that are creative, that are inviting people, that are inclusive. Super exciting to see that. I can't wait to see uh, you know all of the different things that are coming up for 2024, which we'll be talking about in a minute. Yeah, so for me, um, it's the... Um, collaboration piece that I've seen in more and more campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, for example, um, Heinz and Absolute, you know, had had a campaign together. And then, of course, we talk about Barbie, um, you know, Barbie were wearing Birkenstocks in the real world, you know, her toes that normally stand up got flat and she was wearing the Birkenstocks. Birkenstock sales, you know, they got the pink Birkenstocks. I mean, just that trend of of um, brands connecting and collaborating. If you're watching this and you're a marketer, that is something that you should hop on for sure. Find complementary companies that target the same audience as you. Your marketing dollars will double if you team up with somebody. This is something that they're doing. They're tapping into each other's audience. They're sharing the costs. I've seen it more and more. Actually, I was part of, um, there was like a little, um, contest with craft that popped into my feed and they're like, oh, we want new flavors. And I went and, and, you know, like it was a little contest and I went and read the whole thing. And so they've been putting out flavors like Dorito flavors or whatever. Um, so they're, they're, they're collaborating with other brands and bringing their flavors to craft Mac and cheese. So now they're, you know, I'm not saying Oreos, but you know, for example, so they're looking for the next collaboration mm -hmm. and they want our ideas, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of the bigger brands are jumping on that trend. But if you're a, a marketer for a smaller company, it's totally something that you can do. I used to do that for some of the local brands that I was with. As long as the mm -hmm. target audience is the same, you can collaborate on an event or a marketing campaign or you know, bring in a speaker or something. Um, where you share your marketing dollars. It makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So that's the trend I've seen this year, more and more companies collaborating like that. Right. And to that, Doreen, just this past weekend, teeny tiny town in Northwest Vermont, Northeast Vermont, um, had a shop hop, right? All of the downtown businesses and let's be honest, it's a two block downtown, right? <laughs> Not a lot, but they all got together. This was something that was starting to go, um, get gain momentum. I want to say like 10 years ago, there was a company called Alignable. I think they're still out there. Um, but trying to get those local businesses to coordinate and do things um, together on the same night. And usually these shops shut down at five o'clock, right? People go home. And they were all a little nervous about staying open until seven o'clock. And for that town, most of the people who lived there went downtown that night. 
That's, so if you that's can awesome. Afford it, you don't have to be these huge brands doing these multinational mm -hmm. um, campaigns. You can be a brand, someone with your neighbor. The four of us work together, right? Um, and do a show like this. It can be these simple tools. Right. And it could be products or services that you combine. Mm -hmm. um, an example would be um, two complementary services that have the same audience would be a driving school with a um, college counselor, right? Because mm -hmm. they're both targeting parents of high schoolers, right? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a so social media, social media training platform for training social media youth. So, you know, for youth using social media. So mm -hmm. then you could combine three, but think, th think of it about it that way. Like who is your, who is your audience and who, who else has that same audience and then work together. So let's shift to 2024. I want to know what you're thinking about, what you're excited about, what you think might happen. Of course, these are predictions. Everybody's doing predictions, Joes. I want to just tap into your knowledge of what you've seen and what you think is going to happen. Who wants to go first? Not all at the same time. <laughs> Kristen, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> That's so tough. Um, you're obviously going to continue to see AI, you know, strengthen, get better. Um, I think you'll see people, marketers, et cetera, start to embrace it a little bit more. So it's very much in an infancy state, even though it's not. Um, but as far as accepted usage, it's definitely in an infancy state. So we're definitely going to see, you're going to see it rolling out into it, whatever platforms um, it's not on or some version of AI is not on, you're going to see it adopted by all of them. So no matter, you need, here's my prediction. I want to, here's my, my recommendation. Let me rephrase it as a prediction into recommendation. If you haven't towed the waters of AI, which I just can't imagine that somebody hasn't at least looked at it you are doing yourself a huge disservice if you don't because it is going to be everywhere and it's not an early adopter thing it's like it's the way it's it's like when we went from you know magazines and blogs to social media right everybody was like oh it's never going to stick around it's never going to blah 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 well here we are 15 years later and it, it indeed it has so um if you you need to take some time and learn how to use it and learn how to use it to your advantage right excellent how about um you lisa what do you see Coming from the business perspective, the business coach perspective, it's what I'm really seeing is a lot more, like you were saying before, collaboration, people pulling together, marketing things together, having events together, creating um, creating more of an experience. Like I keep saying, like that is something that I'm finding that is really being able, it allows you to get out there and create more of an impact and invite more people. So I think that one is a huge one. Um, AI, absolutely. I have to admit that I was definitely, you know, against it, but I'm really finding, like I said earlier, that it's opening up more space for the business owners, the leaders and whatnot to, to be able to do things a little more succinctly, a little more effectively so that they can open up more time and prioritize other items. Like uh, Kristen was saying earlier, for some reason, when the, the marketing budget is always one of the first things to go, but it really truly is one of the most important. So when we're able to prioritize, use tools like AI, ChatGPT, Jasper, it allows us to be more effective in our business. All right. Sarah, what do you see coming? I'm going to jump on to this collaboration train um, because it's sort of a habit of mine. Um, and not just jumping onto trends, but collaboration is what I meant. Um, I think we're going to see more 
cross-generational. I think Gen X and Gen Z are finally going to have um, a, great, <laughs> a great creative explosion. Um, no, Gen Z is saying what us Gen Xers have wanted to say for decades, right? And mm. so I think their boldness combined with Gen X having the experience of inventing a lot of stuff, right? We've, we've invented a lot. I think that's going to have a big impact in 2024. Um, and also with that, with that Gen Z influence, with this post-pandemic um, realignment, your word, Lisa, realignment with work and life. You know, this, this dream that everybody seems to think that Americans have of working hard and, and building up your big corporate business and all of that, that's not a dream for everybody. And it hasn't worked for many people um, for many, many decades, if at all, right? And so I think we're going to see more people being more creative with new business ideas, with not working until they drop, right? That is not a goal for people anymore. Um, that employees, if you're in a big company, they're going to keep pushing back on that. And that we're going to have more of a life and a job at the same time. All right. So one of the, our, that just reminded me, one of the other recent articles I read was about what is the one thing that employees want that surprises um, the C-suite? And guess what it is that they wanted more of? They wanted more meeting time, but it's not the kind of meetings that we think about. It's effective meetings. We are in meetings to meet and people are so sick of it, but they're saying we want more meetings of the good kind where we actually work together and everybody listens instead of meetings just, well, it's on the calendar, let's meet and everybody's focused somewhere else and half them, half of the people in the meeting have their camera off or are typing or doing something else, right? Mm -hmm. So employees are saying we want more meeting time, more time with each other, um, but actually work and collaborate. And that's how we're collaborate again. So that's one of the things that I'm going to predict that's coming is better meetings, more meetings, which is something that I've done with my clients. I feel like if I meet with them every week, there's no rush, rush, rush if something needs to get done because we go through all our talking points every week. And so we catch up on things, you know, instead of waiting two weeks or four weeks to meet. So meeting more, more meeting time. And then this is something, a trend that I've seen in the last few years. And that's really, really, really happening in my personal experience now is that the conversations that we're having on social media, they're going to even be more private. Um, there's a lot of people out there who don't realize that, right? That the real conversations are happening in LinkedIn messages or are happening mm -hmm. in Facebook messages or on WhatsApp and they feel left out and they're like, what's going on? But it's the people that you meet at conferences that you then have, you know, WhatsApp threads with Sarah, you were in one this morning with me, you know, from the people mm -hmm. in Suriname. And, and so those experiences of that more one-on-one -on -one exclusive conversations with peers, with, people in the workplace, you know, some of that's happening in Slack, but then that's, you know, em employer mandated almost. But for us who are entrepreneurs, you know, we all have our own business. More and more of these conversations are happening in those private channels. And I see mm -hmm. the opportunities, and this is where I want, if you're listening to this, if you're a business owner, the opportunities 
are in those private messages. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you haven't found that to be true, that means that you're waiting instead of taking the lead on some of these messages. I have yesterday, I put the word out to some of my friends that, you know, strategy talks season three is opening. I'm ready to get guests. I invited like 12 guests. And there were several that were just so excited. They booked, I'm booked into February. Like they wanted to be part of the show. But I think if I just put it on social media, it would have been different than them receiving a private message from me and saying, I pick you because of your expertise, because, and these are handpicked people. And so the, I think that trend is gonna happen more and more. So if you are looking for a job or you are wanting to expand your business, spend some more time cultivating those type of um, friendships and conversations with people in any of the channels, WhatsApp or Facebook message or wherever you are, and you could create your own community there as well. So that's mm -hmm. one of the main things. I've seen it all along, but I see it more. And then the other thing that I see, which is good news for those of us who are not as technically inclined, the AI usage of video editing. I know we haven't talked about this, but can I just say big shout out to a tool like Descript, which I was using for transcript, but now I can cut. It is unbelievable. I can put an hour show on there, an hour video. It makes a transcript in about two minutes. I highlight a piece that, you know, I say something smart or one of my clients say something smart. I highlight it it clips it. Now I have a clip. I don't have to do any more editing. I can then put it somewhere else and make it look pretty. It has cut my time and it is efficient. It looks nice. I edited a video the other day that was like seven minutes long. I think it would have probably taken me two hours any other time just to rewatch it and, you know, figuring out what a clip. I had like probably eight different clips put together. I did it in like 15 minutes and it looks beautiful. And that is something that's, it's going to make all of us be able to do some of these things that we used to have to outsource. So I'm really excited about that um, happening. So if you're watching, listening, if you, if you haven't used a, an AI tool for video editing, um, there's something to look into as well. So, yeah. I've so, written that down. I am for sure going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned it before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. want to jump back to that first point that you said, Doreen, about meetings and collaborations and holding space. And it's something that I've been working on, I want to say, for the last two years. And it really, um, uh, how, how can I say it? I guess got worse, right? We, we had weekly meetings uh, to plan an event. And the first half of the meeting was mostly just catching up with each other personally and problem solving. And when I sort of think about organizational development concepts, what was really happening was that we were having agile meetings with each other. And it was more of a mastermind every week. The four of us worked for four different organizations in isolation, working from home. And we just did problem solving for each other. This has been a challenge for me. What, have, what do you all think? What do you think I could do? And and usually that was like 20 minutes of, of the meeting. And then the last 40 minutes, we got through the business of what we had to do um, very quickly and, um, and, got, and moved on with what we needed to do. So we built a personal relationship 
still in this remote work life and got the work that we had to do done and improved the work that we were doing outside of what we were meeting about. So I'd say that's a, a great tactic for that collaborative meeting piece. And I'm going to find a way to hold that space um, for folks in future meetings too, because it's it's making a big difference. That's awesome. Lisa, did you have something to add to that too? It comes back to that collaboration piece. And I think we can so often as business owners put all that collaboration, that connection on the back burner, but it's what truly fuels us in getting out there and doing what we need to do and, and getting the energy to do it. So I just want to say, Sarah, I love what you just said, because it is so very important. Our personal life and our professional life are not mutually exclusive. They're interdependent. Mm -hmm. And when we can bring them together and support each other in a, in a way that builds community, builds support, builds confidence, it's amazing what's possible. Um, and I just want to back up a little bit about you were talking about well-being. I think that is or bring that wellness to it, to the to the table, I think is so important. And that is absolutely going to be coming out even more in 2024. It allows us to be more present and make space, you know, schedule time on your calendar for those connections and honor them like you would a doctor's appointment because they are what fuels your business. Yeah, I actually have seen a lot of people asking, like, what do you want to do next year? Or what are your goals? And what people are saying is more time with family, taking real vacations, you know, living in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, Marcus Sheridan had a post on LinkedIn yesterday, and he was talking to a friend where he told him, oh, you know, Marcus had said, I went away with, for the family, with the family for like a weekend. We do this every month. And the guy goes, oh, I wish I could do that. And then Marcus said, well, why aren't you? And he's like, well, I don't know. He goes, it's your life. You make the decisions. If you want to go away one weekend a month with your family, that's completely up to you. You design your own life. Plan it out. Do it. Do it again next month. Are you limited? Because he asked, are you limited by money? And he goes, no. So if, there's, if you're not limited by money, you're limited with your mindset of, is that something that I can do or want to do? Or So if you're watching this, I encourage you for next year, and this would be a good time to think about that. What do you want to do? What do you want more of? You know, when I look back at my year, I think about all the things that worked well, that didn't work well. What do I want more of next year? I did a lot of travel this past year, and I absolutely love it. I do want to do a lot of travel, but I just got to make sure that, you know, it's all, you know, spread out enough. So I don't leave my family at home too many hours and too many days at a time. <laughs> but I want that time away from my business because that's a great time for me to think and to reflect and to, you know, um, have that me time, which means I'll be better for my clients and my business. So if you're and I think that's a theme that I'm seeing with people when they ask about, you know, what do you want for next year? They're all saying more, you know, more wellness, more time with family, more time away from work. So um, that's definitely a trend. Thank you for bringing that up, Lisa. So let's wrap it up. Is there anything that you want to say? Is there a platform? I know we talked about threads. We talked about X. Lisa, yes. I just want to add to what you were just saying. And so many business owners that I talk to have this, I don't have time. I don't have the bandwidth mm -hmm. and whatnot. Here's just a tip to help you be a better business owner, 
be more present in your day. If you don't have anything on your calendar available, any space for the next two weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks, look out until you have some space on your calendar and put a date on there with yourself or with your friends. We were just talking about this in the green room that we need Mm -hmm. to get a date on the calendar for January because if we don't put it on there now, it's just, it's going to kind of come and go and we're not going to be able to have the time. So if you are to, if you look at your calendar and it's already overbooked, look out when you have some space and put a little marker in there for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's great advice. Yeah, we did. We did last January. We met and then we really, you know, because we put it on the calendar and then we really haven't had time to meet up again because we didn't make the time. So shame on us. We got to do better. <laughs> um, I want to thank those of you who were here live with us. There were some wonderful comments, people saying, yes, I see the same thing, collaboration. Um, so I just wanted to do a quick shout out to those who were here. Rhonda was here and Tev. Um, and uh, Art Genius and Andy Foote. So I just wanted to say, we appreciate you watching. If you want to reach out to us, um, you know you know where to find us on LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, we're here, we're working hard. We're probably gonna spend some time reflecting like everybody else on you know what worked for us in 2023 and, and looking ahead to 2024. Um, I just revealed earlier in this uh, show that I'm gonna start a second podcast. Um, I haven't told anybody the name, um, but that's coming soon. I'm, I'm working on the layout on the format and I'll be recording at the end of this year. So I've got some ready to go. So that'll be a big announcement for me. Anything big coming from you, Kristen, Sarah, or Lisa? Let's wrap it up that way. I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel and getting a newsletter out there for my alcohol-free business because there's just so much information in the, and right now the hurdle is the education and getting it out there. So that's going to be one, two, two different areas I'm going to focus on. Excellent. YouTube's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my goal is to get back to live streaming. I really miss it. I did it for how long with social chatter? Um, anyway, get at back least to live streaming. Le- uh, I think it was two years, maybe. Um, anyway, I am going to launch um, edition number two of Interrupting Myself, my new my LinkedIn newsletter, <laughs> which um, I just haven't had time to do. Um, I am hopefully going to finish. I've been taking a lot of certificate classes this year. um, So applying that knowledge and just getting more active um, publicly on social media. You three know how much I'm active on Messenger. So (laughs) um, get myself out there a little bit more and um, have some fun with travel too. That's awesome. How about you, Kristen? So I... I probably the same goals that I had at the beginning uh, or towards the middle of this year, I would really like to shift uh, back and, you know, you know, 50% of my clients are podcast shows Uh, really would like to focus more and bring on more of those. Um, And as I've mentioned to you guys um, in the past, you know, here recently, I've got a couple of other ideas in the hopper. I'm not ready to make that public yet because some things have to happen in order for that. But um, I could either be brought, you know, broadening my circle or I could be narrowing it and leaving the field altogether. I don't know. Um, So we'll see. I've got some quarter one, uh, the first quarter, there's got to be some decisions made. And, um, you know, yeah, I, 
my kids are gone, man. <laughs> I've got nothing <laughs> holding me here where I am. So, um, yeah. you know, logistically, yeah. You know. It's exciting though. I think that, that we, we are four strong women. And if you're watching this, if you don't know this yet, you have the power. You've had the power all along, right? Like the great wizard says, um, it took me a lot of years to, to realize that I had the power to change the things in my life that I didn't like. And you most often have that same power, even if it's little things at a time. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, create new habits. You know, I ended up um, not feeling great this year. I ended up starting back on running. Um, I've done three half marathons. Next year's goal is to run a full, you know, that'll give me yeah. running. And so set those goals for yourself and set, like Lisa said, circle the date. I know I'm going to sign up for a full marathon on October 5th. That means I have to keep running starting in June and July and go training. So those things help to plan it out. Um, I want to end this show with wishing everybody happy holidays, happy new year. Have a wonderful 2024. My first show of Strategy Talks will be January 9th. Um, I've got a great guest, um, a wonderful guest already, like I said, signed up all the way into February. Um, but I'm very excited to kick it off January 9th. Look for a new look for Strategy Talks. I'm working on that as well. New colors, new look, new tagline. Um, but it's still going to be the same format, um, me and my guests. And um, thank you, Sarah, Lisa, Kristen, for being here with me today. I do, do want to say, like, when we were doing, this is AI working, guys. We were doing the thumbs up. Look at the thumbs <laughs> will, up. Will the hearts and, come out? Oh, oh. I don't know. I think you might have to do it next to you, see if it works. Yeah, there goes the hearts. Yeah. This is AI at work, guys. I just was <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's start. Let's finish yeah. it up like this. Um, thank you so much for being here, everybody. Uh, and and I so appreciate your expertise. And um, for those of you listening, watching, if you have plans, if you saw something cool in 2023, if you have plans for 2024, if you have predictions, put it in the comments, wherever you're seeing this, watching this on the replay. We'd love to know, you know, we, we'd love to get other ideas and brainstorm with you as well. So I will see you all in the new year. Thank you so much for being here. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.